Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. This is on MTR Podcast. And today's guest is artist, painter, graphic designer, muralist, and much, much more. He's a self-proclaimed renaissance man. Jerome Chester, welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, how you doing? Many thanks for coming on. Um, I, I, here, here's the funny thing. Uh-huh. I, I came across, as I, I think I'm familiar with your work, but I came across it when I was getting a roadie boy. I, I was over there at the bun shop and I was procuring something and I saw a card that caught my attention and I was like, let me see what's good. Let, let's see what's uh-huh. up. And I just saw the Instagram and I was like, all right, I am interested in learning more about you and your work. So describe your work. Uh, how can I, how can I describe my work? Um, it's a lot of, uh, we're going to see this. It's very colorful, you know, pop art, you know, um, I like to tackle a lot of social issues, you know, um, use a lot of satire in it. Like for example, one of my favorite pieces and a lot of other people's favorite pieces is the, um, the plants have feelings too. You know, it's just a bunch of fruit that is basically saying that, you know, eat more meat. You know, we ha- like plants are, are plants are living things like f- like fruit or fruit are, are living things. Right. And, um, you know, like eat more meat, like help save us. And, you know, that's just a riff uh, off of, um, you know, uh, the uh, Chick-fil-A ad where, yes, where it yeah. says like, you know, so <laughs> now I, and, and it's kind of it's a, it's a sh- straight up shot at like vegans, you know, who 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 <laughs> think that, you know, like, oh, my God, like. You know, they like to like post stuff all day long, like stop eating meat, like that, like I and I'm all for saving the planet, but don't like like don't try to be one of the people where you gotta just, you know, forcing your you know, your beliefs off on other people. So, you know. So it's it's a uh, plant based satire? <laughs> oh no, not all of it, but you know, no, no, it's no, just, just like just that, just that one. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure, for sure. I like to make a lot of jokes, you know, inside jokes and stuff like that. But mainly, you know, on a more serious note, you know, just tackle a lot of political and social views, you know, um, I mean, issues and, you know, from time to time, you know, share my political views in my work, you know, but overall it's a, you know, it's a diary, probably the only time that I can honestly be my true self yeah. and, you know, let the world know who I am, you know, with no, you know, with, um, you know, just unapologetically, you know, being myself. I think, I think that's important. Like, you know, some people have different views on, on what art is. And I consider like my approach to podcasting, at least art. And I try to take that similar approach. So when I was reading over your artist statement, I was like, all right, I, I should be friends with this dude. Cause I, I think we have similar <laughs> values. And, you know, one of the things that I try to do and some of the topics I may talk about, I'll have like an angle on it. It's like, this is what I believe about it, but also I'm going to flip it. So like, yeah, sure. Yeah. One of the things that we, we joked about in one of the podcasts I did with my man, Dan, we were just saying, you know, we called the podcast escape, escape from Hobo Island. And we were yeah. more so being satirical and bringing attention to the fact that we have a lot of like homeless folks here and people just look at them like they're part of the ambiance, but it's like, mm. no one's doing anything about it. So I was like, yeah. just imagine if we just started just rounding people up and just here's an Island only for people who are homeless. I was like, that would be like wild. And just thinking about it from a kind of painterly way, like almost like one of those, um, maybe more of a comic in a, in a, in a kind of way of mm-hmm. the satirical kind of Don Larson comics, what have you. So I think it would be kind of, um, kind of interesting, but it's an interesting take on it. So the satire, the, the witty approach to things yeah. really catches my mind. 
You know what's so funny? Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I like to jump back and forth. So there's actually, uh, there's actually like, so it's, it's two things like that. So you got a place. So it's, there's a real place like that where it's just like a certain group of people. So, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but I seen it on, on TikTok where there's literally a town full of, uh, pedophiles and sex offenders, like a small town. I can't remember exactly where it is, but it's, it's a real place. And there's also, and, and there's also like on, um, of course, like on, uh, what's the show? Um, a uh, 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 Watchmen, where it's yeah. a small town of races. You know what I mean? Like in white supremacists. Like I'm like that's that's great. Like we not too far from it. I mean, I well, can honestly see that happening. You know. So we we talked a little bit, like very very briefly, about the name. So you you have um. Let's talk about these aliases. And I know that artists is, or artists. That sounds really weird. Artists. That sounds like yeah, I added artists. extra letters. But <laughs> yeah. um, artists. They they have different names. Like I go by a version of my name. It's not my full name because my name sounds very um hireable. If that makes sense. And yeah. uh, so what what name do do you go by? Like in some of your work. So okay, all right. Um, this is the funny thing, right? <laughs> so I have like five different names, right? I have I'm a middle name that literally only my family call. You know, I have my nine to five name that, that people I know at, at my actual job calls me. And uh-huh. then, you know, I have my first name. So by, you know, by whatever name anybody calls me, you know, I know where they met me in my life. So okay. um, the Groovy Vandal was just a cool name that I came up with that before I, like, um, this is before I knew your Instagram name was basically your brand and your actual artist name. Yeah. So a lot of people, you know, was going around like calling each other Instagram name and they kind of just stuck. I didn't know it was going to stick, but I kind of just ran with it. You know, Alley Kid Art is the brand. Like I can change my Instagram name at any time, but it's like, there's no point now because, you know, it's the people already know me about that. But uh, the Alley Kid Art, um, that's the actual brand. And, um, you know, I was conflicted years um, even up until like a few weeks ago, like about changing the name, my shot shot changed my name, you know, to, you know, my Instagram name to Ali Kid Art or, you know what I mean? But, um, no, I think I'm gonna keep it, you know, I, I think, I think I'm gonna keep it all separate because I, uh, because Ali Kid Art is, is a sentimental name to me. Like it, 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 it came from, you know, my, my mother and my sister and us calling us Alley Kids. Like we did everything in the alley. Like the alley was our playground when it was too dangerous to go to the playground. Cause we live in a, I'm from over West. We live in a crazy neighborhood. We played in the alley. The alley wasn't always so safe, but at least our parents could keep an eye on us. Like we couldn't really leave the block. So we did everything in the playground, like rode bikes, play basketball. And we fought, we had cookouts. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure that's something that a lot of people across the country, especially living in a, uh, um, in a uh, low class inner cities, you know, can, uh, can attest to. So, you know, um, you know, you know, that's the brand, you know, that, Alley kid art, you know, that's, you know, it comes from a kid from the alley, you know, make it art now. So that's, that's, that's kind of where that name came from. But like I said, the Groovy Vandal was just a, a cool name that I thought I came up with and um, I didn't think it was going to stick. But, um, I, you know, I just recently realized that, um, that, you know, I'm not, like I kind of, you know, I had an epiphany. You know, I realized that I am not the best painter. <laughs> and, but I still want to be taken as a serious artist. So I realized that, you know, I sit, I didn't realize how many things I actually did. Like I'm in charge of the, my entire brand, like from the, like from 
from marketing, promotion, branding, color schemes, everything. Like I make it up all on my own mm-hmm. from sewing and stuff from cutting out the, from buying the fabric, cutting, cutting it out, stuffing and sewing the pillows to painting the patches and adhering, ad- adhering them to my hats to buying the stickers. I was making homemade stickers at one time. I was, I call it the poor man's, um, poor, the uh, poor man's, what's the, uh, the poor man's uh, laminating where I would yeah. take clear tape and put it over my painted stickers. So it would, it would waterproof them, you know? So like, I, I uh, do so many things. So, you know, like, so I'm just an overall creative. That's why I call myself, you know, a Renaissance man. Cause I just don't do one thing. And I realized that I was only doing these things because I just didn't have enough money to pay somebody to do it for me, you know? So, and acquiring all these, you know, these, uh, you know, these jobs and, and these skills, it's like, oh yeah, you know, you, you based Renaissance man. So, um, just jumping back and forth between, you know, um, the groovy vandal and Jerome, it's like, you know, it's kind of like, kind of like, uh, kind of like the same person in a way. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've kind of struggled with that and kind of separating brand from person and just resigning to the notion that I'm very much my brand. Um, mm-hmm. and like I do, I, I, I'm the founder, creator, producer, all of the things for MTR podcasts. And I do Magic mm-hmm. Teams broadcasts and I do this podcast and I started looking at it. I, I talked with one of the dudes I went to, um, to high school with and you know this is almost 20 years removed since graduating from high school and you know he's mm-hmm. doing like really crazy like jazz in new york and we were just talking about it and i was just like wow i've done nearly 700 600 700 podcasts and i was like there wow. have been rare you know rare instances i've been doing it for 12 years rare instances mm-hmm. where i've not been on a show where i've sat there and just produced it and just sat there yo i'm running the board y'all good i'm not on mic and I've been on air. And so very much, it's just like, I, I get very sensitive to people are saying, oh, this is definitely not on brand. It's like, how are you going to tell me what's my brand and what's not my brand? And exactly. I had to yeah. realize that and be protective of that and making the choice to kind of try to separate things a little bit where I don't call this Rockcast. This is getting to the truth in his art. This is mm-hmm. under that banner of MTR podcast, MTR the network, all of that. But really... Mm-hmm. It's me being very unapologetically supporting of Baltimore, supporting of creators, mm-hmm. supporting of entrepreneurs. And yeah. Robcast, we we make dick jokes, you know. <laughs> it's it's <a laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that's how it goes. Um so in in your estimation, mm-hmm. and I and I, I think I have an answer, so we're gonna take money off the table, right? Um, mm-hmm. what is the most important tool for a creator? Um, for like, are you talking about me specifically or are you just talking about creator? Um, well, let's go with you. Let's go with you. Make it general. Let's make it less well, general. Make it you. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and, and the last couple of, when well, the last year, my, probably my most like, uh, important tool has been my stylist, you know, my, my, you know, my pens and my sketchbook, but mainly my stylist. That's how I do all, a lot of my digital work, mm-hmm. you know? So I, you know, I sketch it out, you know, draw it and, I upload it to Illustrator and I, and I work from there. So that's probably like my most important tool. I mean, but if you, you know, if you want to go deeper into it, um, I would have to actually say, you know, my, you know, my mind would probably have to, because that's where all the thoughts yeah. are formed, you know, um, you know, a lot of the ideas, you know, not everything comes to light, but you know, that's the actual workshop 
you know, the uh, the, uh, the think tank, you know, that's where yeah, everything yeah. comes from. So my imagination. I I appreciate that. I think being able to, I think you broke it down very, in, in a way that makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, someone would ask me the same question. I would say, uh, a microphone, duh, you know, or something like that. <laughs> but your your mind, like, if if you're not right, like, Look at it from this standpoint. Um, people over this, you know, period of very wild, like racism and very, we're still in a pandemic and the political state that we're all in, all of these different things. I, I feel like that maybe affects people's creativity in different ways. It may say, oh, I'm going to focus more on this type of stuff. And this is yeah, yeah. the subject matter because this is what's on my mind. Or yeah. you're panicked or anxiety ridden or depressed. That's going to mm-hmm. like maybe hinder the output. So the mind being a part of it is very, very important. And mm-hmm. even looking at like some old podcasts or what have you, you know how you, you have like something that some of your older work that's like, this might be a bad take. This might not yeah. be something I'm going to be, be able to relate to in like five years, but it's real right now. So I'm doing it. Yeah. You know, for sure. Yes. Yeah, you know, being true to self. I always say like the mind, you know, the mind is the river through with everything flows. So, you yeah. know, if that's clogged up and you know, then you, it, it, you know, nothing is coming out, you know, you're not creating and you know, but that's the, you know, that's the, that's the start of everything. Yeah. So, Speaking of like the mindset minds, can can you uh, do you see your finished project? I mean, the finished product before you started, and is there anything special to kind of help you get into that creative mindset to say, okay, let me get that stylus out, let me start kind of sketching. Where am I at? But do you do you visualize your work as you, before you started? Like, I know this is what I want to accomplish, or how does that work for you? Oh yeah, you know we always see the finished product first. But a lot of the times, you know, it never really turns out the way, you know, you know, that we wanted to, you know, tapping into that, um, you know, what gets me into my, into my mode, my special place. And I, 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 I explained this before. So it's just like, so one of my favorite cartoons is, um, the avatar. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, avatar one, he merged with, you know, the spirit Rava. You know, it, it, it's it's a lot more to it, but you know, Rava was a, you know, you know, actual spirit, you know, um, and he merged with it, you know, uh, no, what when he first merged with the spirit, he, I mean, uh, Avatar, Avatar One, he couldn't, Rava couldn't stay with him that long, so, you know, she had to leave or she was going to kill him, so something happened. I believe it was Harmonica Virgins or whatever, and you know, they was fighting. Um, the, the the evil spirit I can't remember the name, but basically they uh, merge permanently, mm-hmm. and that is what um, you know started the, the the whole Avatar cycle. Jump back a little bit. Um, I was looking at this TED talk. I, I don't remember the name of the lady who uh, who TED talk it was, but um, she was talking about you know um, back in certain you know uh, in historical times, artists would have these things called uh demons or okay. geniuses and these were these spirits that lived in the artist's walls that um you know would come out and you know uh possess the artists and, and you know the artists would create this amazing piece you know but a lot of times if your work didn't go good you could blame your genius um so i and and she had a lot of examples of about uh you know um about these times that you know uh, a lot of these people 
that has wrote these masterpieces and did these masterpieces had these genius moments. And and as I said, I thought about it, like everybody has a genius moment. I have them all the time where I'm, I'm making a sandwich, I'm walking down the street, or I'm doing this. And that made me think, you know, just merging the two things together, you know, um, we don't we don't have like, you know, the 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 avatar and the and and, and the genius, the the genius, you know, it doesn't come out of the walls. We emerge with it, you know. It just comes around, you know, you know, whenever it wants to. You know, so um, you know, sorry for being long with it, but no, no, no. You know, that's how I see it. Like I just kind of just kind of kinda kinda just pick the pen- pencil up or pick the you know, the pin up and just kind of just start going and kind of just, you know, wait for that to happen. You know, a lot of times I'll just don't do nothing. And I'll just, you know, just going about my day. And I always I always get a hit with something. But the mm-hmm. funny thing is, though, a lot of these ideas that I'm working off, uh, 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 a lot of them are like months and years old. So I got a lot of stuff in the chamber, you know, that that's, hasn't seen a lot of day. You know, see, even ideas from when I was in like high school and middle school, I'm still, you know, trying to trying to get out. But um, yeah, I kind of so basically, you know, I I, I kind of just kind of just live my life and kind of just wait for that moment to happen. Then I, you know, get you know get to writing down and you know working out a plan how to get out. It's like you get hit with it. You get hit with the uh, the Holy Ghost of creativity. Yeah, spirit basically. Or what have you. Yeah. And, yeah, for the most part. Like, I, in some ways, like, I, I can't call myself a renaissance man because I'm lazy. I'm often really lazy. And I just, mm-hmm. like, eh, I'm kind of bored with this. I'm going to move to something else. So, like, mm-hmm. in my studio, like, I got, the, I got the wild green screen up right now, but I got my paintings and stuff and just different things. I, used, I like to call them, like, failed artistic endeavors that adorn my walls, right? And yeah. <laughs> every now and again, I get hit with just that inspiration we we call it that because we 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 associate different terms to try to explain things but Mm -hmm. you can use something as hokey as that creative magic right i get hit with Mm it and i'm like i'm gonna paint this and then i can look back at each one of these paintings for sake of argument to know what Mm -hmm. i was thinking where i was at and what emotion i was feeling at the time but then not remember any steps in the process of doing it's like i know what i was thinking i know how i felt but how did i get that done again because i can't recreate it and I remember when I used to rap because that's every like black dude's experience, like in Baltimore of a certain mm-hmm. age. When I was rapping, uh, <laughs> I, I remember I was sitting there one day, one of my good friends and I just, just had just a verse in my head, one take, no, no botches. And she was like, Oh, that's what you can do. And I've never been able to recreate that experience. And mm-hmm. it's just like, wow. It's like, I got hit with it. And the consistent consistent thing that hits me now is just like the podcast. And it's like, you know, how you, you, you'll get up for something. It's like, all right, I can put in good work here. I can do this Mm -hmm. and get this done. But when it's something that, Oh, this is a challenge. Now I'm motivated. And I guess that genius comes out when the Mm -hmm. challenge is there. So someone to give me something like MacGyver style, like, all right, you're going to go there to a studio nothing's going to work and you got to record in the next five minutes, figure it out. And exactly. you know, you're like flustered. You're like, I'm going to get this done and I'll figure out a way to get recording, get get the whole thing done and then put on a still a really good show at the same time. And I'm like, All yeah. right, I got hit with something. I got hit with that energy. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think creativity is something you're born with or something that is developed uh, over time? Look, Oh, so that's something else that I, you know, that I forgot to mention. Yeah. I'm a, uh, I'm gonna answer that, but I'm, I'm gonna add to the other thing, yeah. you know. So, um, the, the the whole avatar say, you know, and the whole genius moment. Um, a lot of the avatars they have a hard like 
I think you don't truly become like an actual, like a full, full, you know, full blown, like official avatar until you can like manually tap into the avatar state. So instead of trying to wait around, I, I guess like waiting around for the genius moment is just mm-hmm. like, uh, I guess, you know, when you actually can overcome that and actually manually tap into it, you know, that becomes like the actual, you know, like, okay, now, you know, now I'm a professional, you know what I mean? Like now mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm actually doing this for real, you know, and, and you know, and, and this is taking it to the next level. So, you know, that's the whole spirituality of it. But yeah. you said, are people born with creativity? Or they, well, as well, a developer? Well, one one thing real quick, the way you described mm-hmm. it, it was like when a X, when a mutant finds their power in X-Men and it's like, you can't yeah. control it initially. And it's like, yeah. oh, Scott with the eye beams, it's like, now I can control it. I just press my glasses yeah. and blam, blam. Now I'm professional. <laughs> now I'm a professional now. Like I'm not, I'm not an amateur. I move to the next level, you know? Yeah. So it just, like that's what it is but are people, born with, <laughs> are people born with creativity uh not everybody is yeah okay uh, not every everybody is everybody's born with creativity i think it was i was actually thinking about that question this morning about how i wanted to um you know to uh you know the, the angle i wanted to uh to, to to answer it on um yeah everybody's born with creativity i think it's all about like how you harness it like you know so it's just like how can i actually you know, put this into something, you know, that I love. How can I take this creativity and, you know, connect it to with what I love to do? You know, because I've I've had a lot of good ideas from people that aren't artists, you know what I mean? And vice versa, you know, you know, um, but I think that all still taps into, you know, you know, our genius, our avatar state, you know, like we all, we all have it. Like, um, Einstein, you know, said we all born with, genius level talent you know but you you know you you got to harness you got to realize you know what you want to do with it and you know how and how you want to do it but yeah definitely definitely i think we all have it is i think i think some of the stuff is nurtured too like um you you have it initially like what i was doing early 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 on was i was drawing i was always sketching something um did my own comic or what have you like middle school and had like relatives and all like every year, every Christmas, this is how we're going to sort out Robert. We got color pencils and we have art books. And yeah. then um, <laughs> I did the whole thing. I went to city college and mm-hmm. I um, went there for some like art program that was, I think I was like 12, but I'm a big guy. So I looked like I was like in my mid teens, like I was like 16 and what I was like, where's his facial mm-hmm. hair? And, uh, I just remember one of the dudes reviewed my artwork and I used to just draw like X-Men, like from the animated series. And yeah. he was just like, looks like a kid did this, killed my confidence. It was like done, donezo. Wow. And all of this stuff that was kind of building it up. And this was some guy from like the school of the arts and that was working with city college at the time. And I eventually, wow. you know, enrolled in city college years later, but F you, I was pretty much <laughs> and I, and that was kind of the end of it for me so i went into like writing like literally that dude killed it for me and mm-hmm. the, the funny thing about it in recent years just kind of chasing that whimsy and just i guess maybe i might you might be you might be right in using that term renaissance man because you're that i think i might have been a little short-sighted in saying that i am not because i've slid back into i do a comic now but I'm only writing it and I hired an artist to do the artwork for me. Mm-hmm. And it's my backdoor way of getting into comics, which is one of the things I wanted to do as a kid. That was the earliest thing I wanted to do. People wanted to be astronauts. Yeah. People wanted to be businessmen. I wanted to be an astronaut comic. So uh, <laughs> it made I love no it. Sense. <laughs> you know, it was so funny because I was uh, speak, speaking to that, you know, just expand on that a little, little bit. Yeah. Um, 
I can't remember. No, I'm not going to get into it because I don't want to mess it up. But it's so funny, like, how things come in full circle, right? So mm-hmm. now I'm venturing off into clothing. You know, I'm still, I'm still an artist. As I said, like, I do everything. I venture off into clothing. I started, when I first picked up a paintbrush, it started on T-shirts when I was in high school. I had a my own little T-shirt business. You know, I was making shirts for everybody, you know, doing, doing things like that. And, but my earliest... I did like like before like after I realized you know okay I want to be an artist the second thing that came behind that is I want to be an inventor you know what I mean like yeah. I want to invent things and it's so funny because like now I'm coming back to that like actual design you know so I'm I'm sitting up here like I even still got the sketches I'm gonna put them on Instagram when I get a chance I still got the sketches of the ideas that I had when I was in high school like I remember when I was in sixth grade and I said I, I seen a young guy sitting there with headphones. So sixth grade for me was like oh, it was like oh three, like oh four or something like that. So um, oh two or three. So I seen that seen a guy with headphones over his little skull cap, whatever his little beanie. And I was like, that'd be so cool if they had a skull cap with, with headphones. In it. Or like the, the that's or, my aesthetic or, right or, now, by the way. <laughs> or the CD player watch, or oh, the um, the uh, what is it? I had the grenade air freshener. I had something called shocks that was slippers and socks. I had so many <laughs> ideas. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and this is me like early on. And oh, and my most famous invention, don't laugh at this, please. It was, this is, and I was well, I didn't know about what was going on in the technology world. And I'm, I, I love technology. Yeah. Um, I just knew this was going to give me a bunch of money. The cell phone beep, you know, like. Wow. The cell phone beeper, why you see a lot of people would just check the like beepers like back in the day. Like this is before, like I said, before I didn't know about anything technology was. Yeah. I just knew that was gonna get me a bunch of money. Like I was like, people could just have phones they could just flip over. Wow. <laughs> just call people. <laughs> like, but I was so outdated, it wasn't even funny. Like I thought about that idea in 04. I'm like, bro, you like 30 years too late. Yo. <laughs> Friggin- I'll say this, like, I, 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 because, like, my background, like, I went to school for business and all of that, and I mm-hmm. spent the first few years of my career in marketing. I now just look at advertising as a bit. So one mm-hmm. of the bits we did on uh, Robcast was Big Daddy Cane Sugar. And, you mm-hmm. know, ain't no half-stepping when it comes to flavor. And Oh, my goodness. It, it's, it's, a good, it's a good clip. It's a good clip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just, like, things like that. It's usually the result of me just writing down because I'm a pun guy. So I'll write down things. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, there's a way to work this in <laughs> yeah. and uh, see what happens. Um, so let's see. I got a few more questions before we wrap up and give you an, um, an opportunity to shamelessly plug your brand, um, or yeah. brands as it were. Um, mm-hmm. w- describe your biggest accomplishment in your work. And this is, this is always the tough part about this one. What will mm-hmm. be your next accomplishment? Let me see. That's that future visualization so, right there. Yeah, not for sure. So, um, before I, you know, started to really gain knowledge of self and realized that, like, you know, of course I want to be this world famous artist, this world famous creative, you know, respected all over. You know, um, one of my biggest inspirations, Takashi Murakami, like, yeah, you know, Hebrew Brantley. Um, but I, I realized that one of my biggest accomplishments, you know, um, was actually being a teaching artist, you know, helping young, young, helping the youth, young, yeah. young adults, teenagers to harness, you know, their work, their creativity or whatever they do 
and, you know, somehow, you know, profit off of it, you know, in so many ways, um, you know, being, you know, being a part of the art at work program, you know, through, uh, Jubilee arts and, and, uh, youth works. That was like one of my biggest accomplishments. And, you know, we collaborated with children and we did like murals throughout the city. You know, I did it like three years in a row. Yep. Um, I was supposed to do it this year, but COVID happened. And, you know, um, you know, that was the, that's how that happened. You know, stepped on the tenant bin and that's the way it went. Yeah. But, you know, hopefully I, you know, I hope to be returning next year. Um, and what do, and, and what is the, what do I hope to accomplish? Yeah. Um, just n- not being just put in a box. You know, I don't, I don't want to be like, like I said, this year was a year of, 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 of realization for me. You know, I just realized that, you know, you aren't just this one thing. Yeah. You like to paint. You like to, you know, you like to do graffiti. You like to uh, 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 design clothing, clothes. I like to sign paint. You know, I love to sew. I love to design. I'm a creative across the board. So kind of being like, you know, I, I know he's facing a lot of, I know he's facing a lot of, um, a lot of a flat right now, but kind of be like the cross between, mm-hmm. you know, Kanye, uh, Nikola Tesla, and what's my guy name? Oh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Elon Musk. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, just be all those things. And, you know, with Takashi Murakami, Hebrew Bradley mixing it. I want, to, I want to do all those things. I'm not just, like I said, I, I'm just not just boxing and doing one thing. And I was, and I was, um, and I was uh, thinking about it. Uh, I was like, am I branching out too early? with the merchandise because I'm because I, I realized that like you know Americana and everybody they didn't really do that you know just you know you know doing a little unconscious comparing thing that they say we shouldn't do but we do anyway and yeah. we lie to ourselves and say we don't do it <laughs> um but uh I was thinking early on and um I was thinking early on and like uh like am I am, am I merchandising stuff too early you know and my partner was like you know no because I, I, I was like I don't want to be like you know, it's his place in here. I'm not. I'm not gonna name him. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's it, like you know how it is with those, with those places. Like they like stereotypes. Mm-hmm. You'll go to like a, a place. It's just like, okay, we got pizza. We do. We have a daycare. We have a laundromat. You know what I mean? But it's like, why not? You know what I mean? Like you're limiting yourself. Get all like 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 get it all that you know. Get it all that you can. Like don't put a you know don't put a a, a restraint on your you know, on your, um, on your potential. Like you can do everything you can. It's, and, it's like, not. it's like, no, it's like, do the thing that they do the things that kind of make sense to go along with each other. Like I, mm-hmm. I get what you're getting at. Like, you know, um, I have a few pieces of merch and stuff. I do the podcast. I want to do video. Um, doing some screenwriting. I do the comic book. All of these things, ultimately the creative engine or what have you, I, I think do things that, uh, are complimentary. And I, I, mm-hmm. I think what you described, it's nothing wrong with that. Do that thing. It makes sense to do it. But also you, you don't want to fall to a spot where it's like someone that's like, 
I do nails and taxes. It's like in the same place, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> isn't that an air issue there? Like, yeah, what's yeah, good? yeah. Because <laughs> you'll run into that like apex nails and like tax preparation. It's like how? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now I also get what you're saying too, though, because I, um, because I'm done, as I said, I've been thinking about it. Most of the stuff I do go hand in hand, like you know, art and clothes, and mm-hmm. you know, art and uh, um, and um, and design, you know. Um, yeah, it's like, like you said, it, it, it does go all, all it is all complimentary and loves, the all does go hand in hand. Like, it, it, at one point I had a, um, one of my, my, one of my good friends, we, we had this partnership. We were uh, going to design t-shirts and this is like after college. So this is like Oh four. No, this is while we were in college. This is like Oh four. And, um, I, I had to like this, this screen printing software, something that I jailbroke, stole, did the whole thing with. And our shirts were derivative of Echo at the time, and we were using unlicensed um, images from Marvel Comics. And oh. we were doing that. We were, no. were doing like, <laughs> this is the block or what have you. And it was just like Colossus, like stomping out like this cement thing or what have you, or Nightcrawler or, or just different characters. And that wasn't, that was just where we were at. That was the sketching off point. And it didn't go anywhere, but just the, 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 the foundational, the roots of like kind of what our interests were were there. She went off and she did her own clothing line with her own designs, her own logos and all of this stuff. And she does the, or, or did until COVID the, um, festivals and things like that. Selling her wares and me, I backdoored into doing a comic. That's a pastiche of SWAT cats. I don't know if you remember that cartoon, but it's a pastiche mm-hmm. of that. And, um, I, I think if things make sense, you just do them, do what you like and, mm-hmm. um, and, and just be accountable in it. So mm-hmm. I got like two more questions and then we're out of here. Um, so what's unique about the art scene in Baltimore? And actually I'm going to combine this question. And mm-hmm. in that, because this is the Baltimore question, unique, what's unique about the art in Baltimore? And if someone asks you about what are things to do in Baltimore and they're coming here for a weekend, what would you tell them to do? that they're visiting would have give them a sense of what Baltimore is about. Like, yo, you need to get crafts from this place. You need to do this. You need to do that. And what's unique about the art scene here? The art scene question is pretty hard only because I, um, so the art scene here is like, this is a weird question for me because I, I, I just try not to be like, I try not to, focus on what everybody else is doing honestly okay like i'll see them i'll see people doing stuff I'm like oh that's nice but i know like how easily you know you, you can get influenced by that and you know do the comparing game i mean but i one thing i do love see because it's like you have the baltimore you have the baltimore art scene then you have the mm-hmm. black baltimore art scene which is even smaller you yeah. know what i mean and i'm not i'm not really looking at two I'm, I'm i'm gonna just say this I'm in the black Baltimore art scene. I'm not really looking at looking at what everybody else is doing. And um, talk that talk, especially yeah, yeah, it's, it's especially especially that part. Like, so I'm not really looking over there what they're doing over there, but well, my people, what we doing over here? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you got uh, you got Megan Lewis, you know, who's probably like one of the uh, Megan. I'm, I'm sorry, Megan Lewis and Latoya Peoples, you know, two of the you know, greatest, you know, female artists, you know, in the city, probably like, you know, them combined, they have the most amount of murals, you know, amongst black people. Um, You got, you know, you got my, you know, my guys, like my older brother, 
his name uh Brian <clears throat> Oh but <laughs> what the that's his name up Brian Robinson. Oh my god. Oh man. Yeah, Brian Robinson. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's all good. But, you okay. know, everybody everybody know him as the black genius art show. You know, he has his own studio, Genius Juice Studio. Yeah. Over there you know, on Bayard Street. Um, you know, um, who else? Who else is you like really doing it? Oh yeah, Fly Nerd. You know, she's you know, she's just amazing. Um well, who else? Who else? Who else? You know, eleven twenty two. You know, my partner's brand. Um, you know, she does a lot of skincare. You know, I, she she does a lot, so you can check that out too. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Who else you can check out here? Oh, but 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 those those different like artists, those different brands. There, do you think that they uniquely fit into what makes up like Baltimore, or is it like because we have a lot of across the board, not, not just black, not just white and whatever. I think we have a fair amount of people who come into Baltimore and it's for a reason. And ultimately mm-hmm. I don't know, like, are, 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 there, are they fitting into what the scene is? And I know that you're not like really observing in that way, but mm-hmm. you know, do you think like they are helping drive what, what Baltimore art is or. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. No, no, for sure. Hell yeah. Like they, they all Baltimore, like for sure. Like, definitely like you know like i mean because <clears throat> you know because it's like we all you know you know we're all from the city you know yes. um the city has its dark side too you mm-hmm. know what i mean but just like being black you know what i mean it has you know it, it, it has its pros and its cons you know but you know we all weren't taught that it was proud to be black you know yeah. what i mean but now everybody's saying, like, you know, I'll, yeah, of course, I am proud to be black. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing wrong with it. it you know, it does have its cons, but overall, I wouldn't choose it over anything. It could be dangerous. You know, um, I did. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, no, it, definitely. Like, I wasn't always proud to be from this city, but yeah. this city has a rich history. And, you know, we're all showing that, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we're all showing that, you know, this city is, we love this city. We love being from this city. So in that notion, you know, a lot of people are just pushing, you know, we're all pushing out, you know, doing our portion to yeah. show, you know, this city is beautiful, you know. Um, Kim Klasik, Miss Kim Klasik, she, you know, she wants to show all the negative sides of the city, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's, you know, that's in or there, you know. But, um, you know, we just want to point out the beautiful sides of it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, Baltimore is this, but it's also that. You know that. You know, there's a rich history here. You know, what I mean, you know, there's a, 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 you know, there's a few art districts here where you know people are cult- where people are cultivating. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, like people are building. You know, what I mean, like people are are doing so many things and working with each other. You know, what I mean, especially the black community. You know, building these safe spaces. You know, what I mean, like just making this entire. You know, these are entire communities, you know, specifically for art. You know, it's so much going on here. But, you know, people like Kim Klasik, I'm not going to say her name again, ah. want to just point to the negative side. You know, um, but, but yeah, I hope I answered your question. Like I said, I, I tend to veer off something like, like no, no, no. ADHD. Yeah. No, that's that's good. That's good. Then then the the other part of that question is, as I still want to get that in real quick, 
if someone's like, yo, I'm visiting Baltimore, what do they have to check out? Oh, always see. Just check out the, you know, the, you know, the, um, you know, the local brands, you know, the local black brands, you know, a lot of the artists, you know, um, uh, check out a lot of the murals, you know, the food spots. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a, I, I, I should have, I seen you send me this question. I should have wrote it down. No, y'all, y'all but I, 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 I do think that, you know, you could definitely check out, you know, just a lot of the, you know, um, you, you know, just check out, you know, check out the black art scene, you know, there's a lot of people here doing it, you know, and that's like Penn they, North and shit, right? Penn North, like, it's, I mean, it's a lot, you know, yeah. Penn North, um, you know, Station North, that's like, you know, in between. But, um, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot going on. It's a, it's a whole lot going on, especially, I wish we, I don't know if this is, I don't know if it's real, you know, um, but I think it'd be nice if we had, a, um, you know, a black, a black Baltimore brand page where you just, you know, just basically shows all the local brands, restaurants, clothing lines, artists, and such and such, you know, like that'd be cool. I haven't seen that. It's like, it's you like know, thing but, from like Lovecraft country or what have you, like the safe Negro, like, ah. <laughs> yeah, but, but specifically like, yeah, yo, no, if, for you sure. wanna, if you want to hit those yeah. dollars, you know, hit yeah, your basically like the, I mean, like they have a full website, you know, like shot black website where it just yeah. all the black brands. But I think, you know, that'd be nice to, have something because it is a lot of local brands, but I'm more focused on the black part. You know what I mean? I'm I black, do. everything, every, like, you know, most of my art is, you know, is, you know, specifically for black people. Like one of my, um, I did a collaboration with another local brand called Be More Brand. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we collaborated on a t-shirt. Um, and you know, it was, uh, a design that I did about the Baltimore Black Panthers. You know, I was, you know, I'm, just a, you know, a, a huge fan of what they represented. And I didn't know it made sense because my mother told told me my great uncle was a Black Panther. I didn't know we had a Black Panther chapter here, so I you know I did my research when I came up with the design. Like over west, and yeah, yeah, it was it was like somewhere I forgot exactly where it was, but it only lasted four years because you know mm-hmm. the way the corrupt government, you know, you know the biggest gangsters in the world dismantled the the Panthers. It, it was not funny. Yeah, but um, like I said, most of my stuff is just. Black inspired, you know, from everything I do, um, my Black Panther design, my, you know, the Black Dollar equals Black Power, you know, that has, you know, so many, you know, that I wanted that to be like have so many uses, you know. Also, like, I mean, like I was just even thinking about like from the, the mindset of me designing that was like, you know, what if we just had a black, you know, an actual just black currency, you know, maybe this could be on the black currency, and I, you know, and I, um, I think the. Yeah. I, I think the, the the answer to part of that the black currency I think that is uh I think that is blackness I think that that's the currency mm-hmm. I think that's the way to it's almost like your credit it's like your your black your black worthiness or what have you I think that that's the thing that gets thrown around and sometimes it's weaponized but sometimes it's that sign of being accepted into the, the black community in that way of you know how they'll say like that that saying everybody that is just skin folk ain't your kin folk it, it's kind of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So it's like your relative blackness, whatever you're because we devalue it. But Mm -hmm. blackness is the engine of a lot of stuff that happens in this country or what have you. And then it gets rebrand really quickly. And, you know, for some of my views in that kind of space, I've had white podcasters not want to record with me because I'm I'm being described as militant. And I was like, no, just black. I don't do that whole thing. I'm black. 
you know, because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my hair is straight or what have you, you know, like the w- little bit I yeah. have left. Um, so mm-hmm. the last question I have, and then I'll give you the opportunity to shamelessly plug your brands, what have you, um, your, your sites mm-hmm. and all of that stuff, socials and all of that. What is the last song that you've listened to? Ah, uh, I'm, I'm big on music. About, <laughs> okay. So we, so, you know, I, you know, shout out to, you know, um, you know, my older brother, you know what I mean? And, and, and spirit, you know, raised, you know, made his spirit live on Nipsey Hussle. You know, he had a lot to do with my, you know, just, you know, just my, just a lot of just my, how can I say that? Like my morals and principles, you know, it just, you know, just as being a black man. So yeah. I had this, you know, I had this playlist in my head. It's called victory lap music, you know, <laughs> so music that actually like gets me pumped. It actually sounds like when you, you know, pass, you know, pass, pass the finish line. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like just this, this celebratory music. And oh, I'm listening. Just I'm getting chilled just thinking about it right now. <laughs> Benny the Butcher, Benny Yo. the Butcher just put out this phenomenal album. He had two songs on there. One song is uh, so it's two songs that I put in my Victory Lap Music uh, playlist. Yeah. It's Timeless, you know. Um, it's Timeless, uh, a song with uh, Lil Wayne and a verse that we could have did without from Big Sean, oh, and um, <laughs> and okay. also a song at the end called Legend. Oh my God, that song is, I love that song so much. I listen to that song like three times a day. That's fire. So, yeah, yeah I, I had I had two songs that I've been listening to and that would kind of be in that victory uh, lap, like playlist if I were to do one, which I mm-hmm. might, I might have to steal this idea. Um, <laughs> I've been listening to that, that Dynasty intro from like 2000 because <laughs> just that, that beat is so fire, that Jay-Z yeah. joint or have you. Yeah, and the yeah, other yeah. one is the, is the J-Rock joint. Um, I think it's J-Rock uh, Win. I haven't heard that. I'm and it's like it win, 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 win. F everything else, just win, oh, win, win, yeah, win. Oh yeah, 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 That's uh, that's my song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yup, that could definitely yeah. be in a victory lap. Uh, I just like, I right, did <laughs> like yeah. no, no excuses, just just win. Uh, that's yeah, what we have to just do. Gotta do what you gotta do, man. Mm. Right, so real quick, um, social media. Where can he find you? Where can he check out your work? Where, where can he hit you up? Well, my website is alikiart.com. That's why I sell a lot of my merchandise, my hoodies, my t-shirts, my hats. A lot of my original uh, work, my prints, you know, uh, sketches. Um, my Instagram is the Groovy Vandal, T H E G R O O V Y V A N D A L. Um, you can, I don't really be on Facebook like that, but my face, you know, Facebook is Jerome Chester. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. But, you know, allocateart.com, that's the main site. That's where I have everything, you know, in case you want to check it out. That's a big bet. Um, somebody mm-hmm. do my sign off. Uh, so for Renaissance Man, for you know the the the, the, the Alley Kid, the Alley Kid artist, <laughs> man Jerome Chester. This is Rob Lee saying that there's art in and around Baltimore. All you have to do is look for it. Mm-hmm.